and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So I know we're always talking about building communities and raving fans, but today, I don't want to talk about your raving fans. I actually don't even want to talk about the people who like you. I want to talk about your haters. I want to talk about the people who don't like you. You know, sometimes we think it's a bad thing if people don't like us, But today I'm going to challenge you to see how having haters can actually be a measure of success and why you might actually be proud that you do. So here's what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I'm going to explain why having haters can be seen as a good thing. The second segment, I'm going to talk about how haters show up when you take risk. In our third segment, I'm going to give you three tips to deal with your haters. And then in our last segment, I'm going to teach you how and why you'll want to create a situational blueprint. But first, I want to start with a story. So one of my favorite things that I like to do with my business is to post inspirational quotes and sayings on my social media. And I had an email a little while ago from one of my old colleagues who was reacting to one of my leadership quotes that I posted on LinkedIn. It clearly hit a nerve with him because he actually took the effort to send me an email, a long email, to tell me what he really thought. And from there, it turned into a little bit of a conversation back and forth between us. Now, we worked together years ago, and we always had a really good working relationship. And I know that for him to be telling me what he really thought, well, that would only come from a place of respect with him. And during our chat, he actually started to rehash an old problem that he had with one of our leaders. And I have to be honest, I felt myself getting sucked right back into the drama. That feeling of frustration that I'd always had playing the role of complaint department and navigating the office politics and dynamics between everyone that I always worked with. Now, this was always a portion of my job that I didn't like because it always felt like such a waste of energy. But it was clear that all these old dynamics and resentments were still an open wound to him and one that clearly had never really healed. But we did have a bit of a catch up and then near the end, he asked me how my business was and gave me a little bit of an update of some people that he'd seen around town recently. And it was at that point that he admitted to me that over drinks, they regularly make fun of me and my new business because they believe that I have a naive desire to actually help people and help companies build really strong cultures. And I gotta say, it hurt for about a split second, and then it didn't. Because luckily, I'd built my immunity to this scenario with a situational blueprint. And I'll explain a little later what a situational blueprint is, and I'll also teach you how you can do it too. But for now, let's just say that I anticipated his resistance as part of my journey. And when it happened, it was clearly a sign along the road that I am absolutely heading in the right direction. 
So let's deep dive into why having haters is actually a good thing and a great sign that you are on your path to success. First and foremost, when you have a hater, it likely means that you have arrived. So congratulations. Here's a few different ways that you can see how haters are actually a good thing. Let's be real. Haters only ever show up when you're out there on a limb doing stuff that is really edgy. It's a sign that you are standing out from the crowd. Haters don't pick on people who like to sit at home on the couch in their sweats, binge watching Netflix. If you're always living right smack dab in the middle of your safe, cushy comfort zone, you're never going to have any haters. They only ever show up when you are working towards your outer edges and really challenging status quo. If you're not doing anything worth noticing, they're quite simply never going to notice. So you can interpret this as a sign that you're on track, you know, shaking things up. Now, the other way to look at haters as a great sign is that it helps you to reaffirm that you are really aligned with something you believe in and you're willing to put a stake in the ground. And when you do something that you really believe in, then you can easily turn up the volume and be really passionate. And when you're passionate, this always draws attention. It means that you are aligned with your purpose. And guess what? Here's a tweetable. The universe always rewards bravery. And here's another piece of good news. It means that you are effectively building your tribe. When you notice that people don't like you, it's actually helping you build your tribe. I promise. If you're not far enough out on a limb to trigger your haters, then you're not far enough out on the limb to attract the attention of your people, of your tribe. And I don't want you to have people who sort of kind of like you. I want you to have raving fans, people who adore you, who love your product or service and love your community. We want your tribe to do your marketing for you. And in order for you to find these people, you're going to have to push the envelope just a little bit. Now, this might seem challenging a bit because sometimes haters seem louder than your biggest fans. And sometimes having a lovely compliment can be forgotten within seconds. But a criticism is something that we can hold on to for hours or maybe even days. So when your haters rear their ugly head, it's a great sign that you're doing a good job at getting your message out there so that your raving fans can find you. Ever hear that saying that knowing what you don't want is paradoxically just as important as knowing what you do want? If you're on a path to figuring out your, who your tribe is, then getting really clear about who they aren't will take you one step closer to finding who they are. Now think of this as how Michelangelo created his famous statue, David. He started with a vision of what he wanted to create, and he held tightly onto that vision, and then he chipped away to reveal the statue. You're doing the same thing. You're chipping away through your haters or the people who don't understand you, and through that process, you're revealing your tribe. I love that Wayne Gretzky quote that you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. The truth is that most of our regrets in life are around things that we wish we would have done or we wish we would have tried, but we were too scared of failing. 
or we feel like we missed out because we didn't necessarily take the risky path. We took a seemingly safe route and deep down inside, we feel like we missed out on something. I like to use the analogy of harvesting fruit. There's two different ways to harvest fruit from a tree. You can stay close to the trunk where it's safe, where it's sturdy, and there's minimal risk. And you'll be able to pick fruit there, but when you stay close to the trunk, this is where the foliage is the most dense. But if you take the courage to venture out onto the branch and you head away from the safety of the trunk, the safety of the center of the tree, well, that is where the foliage isn't as dense. And that, my friends, is where the sun can reach through to the fruit and make it thrive. And way out there on the limb is where the ripest and the juiciest and the tastiest fruit is. You know, all that low-hanging fruit that we're always talking about, it's not at the trunk of the tree. It's always way out there on the branches. Part of our purpose in life is to learn and to grow. And one of the best ways to grow is by venturing out onto the branch and by taking risk and seeing what is possible. And I'll tell you one thing that I've observed over and over and over again. There's a bit of a reality distortion field with our risky behavior. You see, what you perceive as being really, really out there and taking a high risk, it might seem like it's an 8 on a scale of 10, likely only registers as a 4 with others. Seriously. It might seem like it's a big deal to you, but likely it won't be. So you really have to overshoot. So I want to give you a couple of tips to deal with haters. Tip number one is trust. I want you to trust that having haters is actually a measure of success. Remember that your haters are always proportionate to your fans. So be proud of your haters even if they have a loud voice. And you always have to trust that you will never be given more than you can handle. Never. I guarantee it. Now I'll be the first to confess that Sometimes you'll be given a lot and it may seem like it's more than you want and it might seem like it's more than you can handle, but it isn't. And you are always, always stronger and more capable than you think. This is all part of the process. As an entrepreneur, the challenges that you face are always proportionate to your capacity to handle them. Another way to look at this is your challenges will up-level relative to your success because you are expanding your range and your ability to handle them. This is your expanded mindset. So maybe you weren't confident to handle haters in the beginning, but now that you've grown and you've learned, you are, which is a great sign of growth. Tip number two is compassion. I love that saying that jealousy always teaches us a lesson about what we want. So I want you to ask yourself, Are your haters really your haters, or are they secretly enamored with you? In the instance of my old colleague, the one who admitted that they regularly make fun of me, I know him really well, and he's a very intelligent, capable guy. And he could run circles around pretty much anybody he's ever worked for. But for some reason, he consistently takes jobs that don't challenge him. And then this is kind of like a little bit of an excuse to complain about everybody else all the time. 
Now, I don't know why he does this, but this is his theme, and I see it clear as day. And for someone like him, I know it just kills him to watch me do something that is so fulfilling and so meaningful. So instead of getting frustrated with him or getting hurt, I have compassion for him and whatever reason he has for staying where he is. Tip number three is intelligence. If someone criticizes you or says something that really, really bothers you and you can't seem to shake it off, then sometimes there is a little bit of truth to it. Maybe only 2%, but a little bit of truth. If someone says something that's completely out in left field, then you might feel off about the fact that they were mean, but it won't actually really bother you. But if what they said seems to really sting, then you might want to explore it a little bit deeper and see what it's all about. So let's recap these three tips. Number one, trust that you will never be given more than you can handle. Two, have compassion because they might be full of envy or misery, masked as hate. And tip number three, intelligence. Check to see if there's a 2% truth. In our last segment, I want to explain what a situational blueprint is. And this is essentially a great tool that you can use to shield yourself from haters preemptively. As we're building our businesses, we do all kinds of things in anticipation of growth, right? We invest time and money into the future. We build systems that make us scalable and allow us to enable large volumes of work. We start to outsource admin tasks to free up some of our time. And we take all these actions to anticipate our business growing. But what about our mindset? What do we do to anticipate growth of our mindset. So a situational blueprint helps you anticipate a future scenario or a milestone or a challenge by outlining how you intend to handle it. So let's jump back to my story where my colleague confessed that they regularly make fun of me. I was able to brush off that scenario pretty quickly because I had created a situational blueprint. A couple years ago, I was listening to an entrepreneur talk about how if you're not getting at least some resistance or some negative reaction to what you're doing, then you're not pushing the envelope enough. And that really resonated with me. And I really thought about what that would feel like to actually have people not like me and how I would deal with that. And I made a choice that in order to really reach and teach the people that I was meant to help and serve, That would require me to draw a few haters along the way. But I knew that it would totally be worth it to reach the people that I wanted to reach. So as part of my journaling, I consciously wrote that I knew that someday the day would come when people wouldn't like me or they wouldn't understand what I was doing and they might even criticize me. And I promised myself that when that happened, I would see that as a sign of growth and I wouldn't allow it to hurt me. So this is an example of a situational blueprint that I created, and it has really allowed me to preemptively decide how to handle this scenario. And this is a really powerful tool that I would love you to use. And you can use it with all kinds of different scenarios, either positive or negative. 
And I have another example I want to weave in because it's come up three times in the last month with my clients. And it's aligned with that Kevin Spacey quote that I love. If you've done really well in business, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. And a lot of times people forget that it's their duty to help others out after they've arrived. So let's say, for example, you have a service-based business and you reach a certain point where you can no longer take on new clients. Or you may need to be more selective about the type of business that you accept and turn down smaller opportunities that don't fit any longer. And this is not necessarily a point that everyone will hit. We all have different objectives with our business. But regardless, I want you to make sure if you ever get here that you have someone to pass the business on to. Recognize this as an opportunity to help and to stay humble. So for example, if someone really wants to coach with me but can't afford to, then I have other coaches that I refer them on to. If you've reached the point where you need to say no, well, congratulations. But please go out and find someone who you can refer the extra business on to. So if you're just starting out with your business, then this is a perfect opportunity for you to create a situational blueprint. Decide that when you reach this point where you have to turn down business, how are you going to handle it? And are you going to be the kind of person that says no and just turns someone away? Or are you going to be the person that takes this as an opportunity to help someone else out? And I'd love to challenge you here to think about any other situational blueprints that you might want to create. You can visualize these things happening or you can journal them out. It might be having your first haters or having too much business or some other scenario that results from your growth. time to start wrapping up here. I hope I've challenged you to see haters as a good thing. For show notes or more information, please visit thecorporateyogi.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for extra tools and resources. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that together we can pave this new way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.